This podcast is by G. Wayne Miller for the Providence Journal. I've interviewed this gentleman at the new Thrive Kodak program. Uh, it's right near Kent Hospital. And he mentioned that he started on MAT when he was in the ACI about three years ago. And I know that's an area that you have done some pioneering work. Um, is that program still in effect at the ACI? Absolutely. And it's needed now more than ever because our overdose rates have, you know, skyrocketed on COVID. We kind of took our eye off the ball. and uh, But this program has continued and is, is really a a shining example of Rhode Island leading the nation. Um, I have, uh, yeah, there's a lot of interest in this. Can you just speak in general to the importance of MAT, not just for people who are well, incarcerated, but just in general, Jody? Sure. Um, you know, the uh, National Academy uh, came out with a report uh, two or three years ago uh, on uh, medications for opioid use disorder and and really kind of coined that term. It used to be medications, um, medication-assisted therapy. And the problem with that term is that it implies that there's some medication is assisting. Yeah. Well, therapy is great, you know, talking to people so they understand it, um, but, but generally it doesn't work. So all these programs that, you know, our strategy in the past has been, oh, let's get people detoxed so they're not in withdrawal and they can actually function. And uh, they, you know, 90% relapse. They just relapse. So yeah. the talk therapy for most people with opioid use disorder is not enough. So on the other hand, the medications, you know, they drop overdose rates uh, immediately uh, over 50%. So, so the medications are the best thing we have. Now that said, they're not uh, perfect by any means, but they're the best treatment that we have. And there's problems with, you know, methadone, you have to go to the, tightly regulated by the federal government. Uh, morphine, you know, people, uh, not everybody, it doesn't work for everybody. And, uh, um, but, um, but that said, that's, that's the best we have and that's, we really need to ramp it up. Um, since, Medicaid has expanded in Rhode Island. Uh, big jump up in, in uh, methadone. A lot of people available. Buprenorphine, we haven't had that big a jump. It's been relatively flat in spite of the uh, uh, epidemic. And that's really been for a number of reasons. But uh, a main one is that the medical community hasn't embraced it, hasn't really run with it. And, mm. You know, that's, that's on us, but uh, really should... Um, we should be pushing that um, uh, a lot more than we do. In general, that is the treatment. Um, now, what people with this disease need is they need recovery. Yeah. And recovery, I explain to patients, is really three things that you're working on. And it's not like it's something. It's not like the top of a mountain. You put the flag in, you're done. We got it. Okay, recovery. Now we can get on with our life and do something else. No, it's not that's the fallacy of this disease. People think it's an acute disease, like an ammonia, like a, you know, something that, you know, a broken bone, you just have to fix it and you can get on with it. No, this is more disease or high blood pressure. You need to stay on treatment for the rest of your life. Or, you know, you know, and some people need to be insulin, you know, on insulin for the rest of their life. Others, 
you know, with diet and exercise and maybe lose a few pounds and, and change their lifestyle, they can actually get off of insulin. They still have diabetes. If they put on more weight and they change, you know, stop exercising and, you know, they'll, they'll need to get back on insulin again. But, um, but other people need to, uh, need to stay. And the same with high blood pressure, like, you know, the medications, you know, not everybody needs medications all the time, but when your blood pressure is high, you better be on medications or else you're going to have the bad consequences of it. So, you know, there are plenty of people that need medicines to survive, and there's plenty of people that can get off of medications, and, and, and this disease is very similar to that. So some people can eventually get off medications. Yep, okay. yep. And uh, so recovery... Uh, I explain it to patients, you need there are four things about recovery, what recovery is. It's four things you're working on. The first is you're working on your health, both your mental health and your physical health. So you're going to the doctor, you're eating well, you're exercising, getting fresh air, you're, you know, you're, you're getting counseling and whatever else you need uh, for your mental health and your physical health. The next is your home. You've got to you know, we're many of us are fortunate to have a home where we can, um, you know, be safe and and feel loved, and that's where we want to be. Um, but it doesn't just happen. You have to work on that. So you have to find it. You have to find the people in it, in the holistic sense of a home. You have to work on your relationships with the people in your home. So the next is your. Um, your uh, community, the people around you, the people you interact with, the people you work with, you hang out with, you meet at the grocery store, that's your community, and work on that. And so if your community is full of people and they're all using drugs, well, that's not going to help you get recovery. But you need that, rec you know, we are homo sapiens, we need social interaction. It's part of it's in our DNA. And the final one is the, um, is the, um, uh, your purpose. You got to work on your purpose, and your purpose can be um, uh, can be your uh, you know, just trying to stay out of jail for more than a week, or it could be you know getting a job and hold for more than a week, or it could be you know for your kid, uh, you know making your grandparents proud or whatever purposes it can evolve and change, but you have to work on your purpose. What do you what do you want out of life? What do you want this planet for? So if you're working on your health, home, community, and purpose, that's recovery. If you're working on getting high, that's the opposite of recovery. Now you'll notice when I talked about recovery, um, I didn't mention medications. And the medications are not recovery. The medications take that monster off your back. They block that uh, that receptor so that if you try and get high, you won't. Um, and all three medications do that. And, and they only do it if you take them. And they don't do it if you don't take them. So someone like your, your patient there, he, when he wasn't taking those medications, he was running around getting into trouble. And when he uh, got onto the right medication, and sounds like he happened to get onto it at the Department of Corrections. Uh, he was able to make the transition 
back out to the community and stay on that medication. And that medication has has blocked the receptor, so it's blocking his ability to get high and it's blocking his ability to overdose. And it is um, it has given the, him the opportunity to work on his life, to work on his recovery. Now, there's a concept of recovery capital, which is like capital as in money in the bank. So, so your capital for recovery is your relationships with people that are supportive of you. It's your, um, it's your, uh, you know, a job. It's structure in your life. It's a, it's a home. It's, it's a home with people that are, you know, that that you want to have. So, anyhow, that's the, um, uh, that's the, um, uh, that's the issue with recovery. So, um, anyhow, so many people in this country have the disease the natural history of the disease and you want that again so you take the dose again and you keep doing that if you do that on a daily basis for you know days to weeks you start getting withdrawal when you stop and withdrawal is about the most god-awful feeling you can imagine and uh and when people get into withdrawal they they will do anything to get out of it